0: I'm Jennifer Garcia, and this is Activism in History. In this week's episode, our guest is Elaine Brown, a feminist former member of Black Panthers, and one who has made significant achievements for black freedom.
1: Thank you for inviting me on your show, Jennifer.
0: You've been such an inspiration to so many women all over. It's such a dream come true to finally meet you. Thank you very much. Being on a podcast has been something I've always enjoyed. That's great. Now let's start. You were born March second, 1943, in North Philly, correct? yes. So, I know that you moved to L.A. in 1965 in search of a music career, but what happened along the way to make you a very influential part of the Black Liberation Movement?
1: Well, you see, I was working at a well-paying Hollywood club, as they used to call them back in the day, and that's where I met my ex-boyfriend, J. Richard Kennedy. He was my introduction to activism. We fell in love, and I started
0: dating him. And after that, you joined the Black Liberation Movement. Did you start low-level in the Black Panthers, or did you immediately get a good position? Well, now, I
1: didn't go head first into the Black Panthers. The, the Black Liberation Movement and the Black Panthers are two different things, but a lot of crackers don't know that. The Black Panthers were just one part of the whole Black Liberation Movement. I went to my first BPP meeting in 1968, but I was really moved by what they wanted to do and by Fred Hampton who was a leader for all of us. He committed me to the cause. I said in a previous interview, it meant committing your life. I mean, that's how we saw it. It meant that we had to surrender up something of ourselves, our own lives, because we believed that the struggle that we were involved in, which we thought of as a socialist revolution, would take our lives. As a Black Panther, you had to commit everything to liberating Black people. I joined and slowly rose up the ranks. I helped set up free breakfast for children in L.A. and free busing for prisons. The Black Panthers was a really good community where I felt like I belonged. I think other Black Panthers saw my activist spark, and so they appointed me the editor of the Black Panther.
0: That thrust you into the spotlight because after that, you were made the Minister of Information. That was 1971. So many Black women were amazed to see an important activist figure reflect who they were, how did it feel at the time to be a woman in an environment that was dominated by men? Well, it wasn't like there
1: weren't black women in the BPP. We were about 60% female. But sexism has erased our parts in history and highlighted men's. Back to the question, though, it felt amazing. It was like I could feel change being
0: made. You said in a past interview, quote, a woman in the black power movement was considered, at best, irrelevant. A woman asserting herself was a pariah. If a black woman assumed the role of leadership, she was said to be eroding black manhood, to be hindering the process of the black race. She was an enemy to the black people, end quote. When you were appointed minister of information, some misogynistic men in the Black Panthers weren't happy. Did you feel like a lot of men were feeling challenged by you? Yes, of
1: course. A lot of the male Black Panthers felt threatened by my rising and didn't want me in that place. But I was there to stay, and I wasn't going to let a small-minded person stop me. I was tough, and still am. I did get some attention, though not as much as what happened later.
0: Yes, because a mere three years later you got appointed the first and only female chairwoman of the BPP. How did that feel? Were you excited? I was ecstatic.
1: It felt like I was finally being heard. Being a chairwoman opened up even more opportunities for me, and I felt like black women would see me as the chairwoman and feel inspired to be activists too. I said some time ago, the feminists were right. The value of my life has been obliterated as much as by being female as by being black and poor. Racism and sexism in America were equal partners in my oppression. Being a woman in the Black Panthers was always viewed as not necessary, since freedom for black men was what a lot of the Black Panthers cared about. I have been oppressed since I was born, and being appointed the chairwoman
0: of the Black Panthers was another crack in that glass ceiling. After four years of being chairwoman, you left because of the continuous sexism in the Black Panthers. Could you elaborate on the reasons? I opposed the all-male
1: leadership of the Black Panthers, They had that kind of ideology that women were lesser than men and didn't deserve the freedom that the black man deserved. My final breaking point, though, was when Huey Newton ordered the beating of another female Black Panther member for seemingly no reason. He also opted for solidarity with the male Black Panthers. The never-ending patriarchy of the BPP was too much to handle, so I left with my daughter and moved back to L.A. after living in Oakland.
0: Your leaving was very impactful for for a lot of people, but being a Black Panther wasn't the only thing you did for your community. Yes, after leaving the BPP I worked
1: on raising my daughter and writing my memoir, A Taste of Power. Later I founded Fields of Flowers, which established an education center for serving the basic needs of poor black children as well as educating them. I co-founded Mothers Advocating for Juvenile Justice which advocates for children sentenced and incarcerated as adults. I also co-founded the National Alliance for Radical Prison Reform, which develops transitional housing for parolees, provides a transportation network for prison visits by families, as well as raises funds for prisoner
0: telephone calls and Christmas packages. That's amazing! You've helped so many people get back on their feet. What were your goals during all of this? I wanted to
1: liberate black people, while also showing them that black women can help and be strong too. I wanted to be a female leader in activism, and I accomplished these goals. I spoke out, I founded organizations, I raised money and awareness, I helped people find work, and I encouraged black women to speak out about their issues.
0: You are and were such a hero for so many people. Are there any recent events that connect back to your ideals?
1: Yes, when those pigs murdered George Floyd and the BLM swept across the country. George Floyd was the straw that broke the camel's back, though, because Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, Alton Sterling, Stephon Clark, Breonna Taylor, and many others have been murdered at the hands of pigs. Also, Donald Trump's election, even though he's extremely racist and sexually assaulted dozens of women. I have said previously, people have to acknowledge that there are massive problems if we want to facilitate change. There has been almost no effort to change the design of this country.
0: Well spoken. If you could leave us with one last quote, what would it be? To die for
1: nothing is lighter than a feather, but to die for the people is something heavy, something heavy in the sense of meaningful, weighty.
0: Thank you again so much, Elaine. It was my pleasure. And to my audience, I'll see you next week.